Warning, this week's theme is violence in dreams, including images of fighting, abuse, and murder. Listener discretion is advised. Because the unconscious often likes to be dramatic in order to grab our attention and evoke emotion, it sometimes provides us with violent dreams. These can be quite disturbing when they involve actions we've never taken or witnessed in real life. From dreams of killer kids to domestic abuse, murdering a woman to befriending the figure of death, I'll show you how to make sense of the language of dreams. Hello, and welcome to The Stuff of Dreams. I'm your host, Amy Lawson, MD, practicing pediatrician. I also have a master's degree in depth psychology, specifically in Jungian and archetypal studies. My goal is to connect you with your dreams in a more fun and meaningful way so that you can interpret the messages your unconscious is sending. So we all experience violent images in our everyday lives, whether it's from TV or movies or video games. But because our dreams feel so intensely real when we're in them, violent dream images can really have an impact on us. If you scroll through the titles on our dream interpretation subreddit, you're sure to find some kind of dreams involving violence. And I think maybe that's because these are the ones that are so impactful that people feel like they really do need to post them and try to figure out what they mean. Because these images can be really disturbing and they can evoke fear in us or disgust with ourselves or other people's actions. They can evoke anger or even a sense of satisfaction if it's some kind of violence that is justified in some way. So this week I have four dreams for you, plus a bonus fifth dream. And the first four contain different types of images of violence. And I want to show you how to work with those so that you don't just have to be put off so much by the violence that you can't even consider what that dream might mean. Because when you have violent dreams, it doesn't mean that you're a violent person or that you have a whole bunch of hidden rage inside you. We have to look at the nuances of it. We have to look at the context of the dream so that we can figure out why your unconscious is trying to get your attention with those violent images. So let's get to the dreams. This week's dreams all come from Reddit. And as always, I only use dreams with the dreamer's permission. I was standing by my window when I saw two figures across the street beating each other with bats. They were being super violent, and that unsettled me. They realized I was watching them, and they made eye contact with me, and they walked slowly towards the window I was standing at. I ducked below the window and hid by the wall so they wouldn't see me. I hoped they'd just leave, but they started banging their bloody hands and bats on the window. I turned my head to face the other side of the room just to find that there were windows all along the perimeter of it. People could see me no matter where I hid. I noticed that each window had a gory-looking child banging on it. It seemed like they were out to get me. Somehow, I knew I was protected by the window, so I crawled over to one at the other side of the room. This child was severely beaten and bruised, but was banging on my window ready to kill me. I didn't know why. I crawled along the side of that wall to the next window, and another bloody child was there. I looked into her eyes, and she looked guilty, like she didn't want to be doing this. I then realized that all the kids were being held there against their will by the two initial men I saw. They didn't actually have an intent to harm me, they were just doing what they were told. Then I woke up. So to recap, he sees two adults beating each other across the street, 
And then these men and some children all surround his house and are beating on the windows. And he realizes that the children don't really want to be there. They're being forced. And then he tells us, I really don't know what to make of this. And I wanted to get somebody else's thoughts on the deeper subconscious meaning behind this dream. I grew up in an extremely emotionally abusive and neglectful home. My first day on a new job was that next morning after the dream. Any insight would be appreciated. Now's the time to pause if you'd like to try interpreting for yourself. So this is a pretty intense dream, right? Lots of violent images, but I also think that it's pretty meaningful and that we can get quite a bit out of it. So let's start with the dream geography like always. So the dreamer is in his house and he mentions that there are windows basically on all sides. And to me, that feels like an image of being on display, right? Not having privacy. There aren't solid walls between him and the outside. There are lots and lots of windows. So not only can he see out, other people can see in. It makes me think that he's feeling particularly on display right now in some aspect of his life. And possibly that he doesn't feel quite safe since other people can see in too. And I wonder if that part is about starting a new job, right? You do feel really highly visible and on display when you're the new person who doesn't quite know how things work around the new job yet. The dreamer's in his house looking out the window and he sees these two guys who are across the street, so not even in his yard, beating each other with bats. So the dreamer's in the house, inside himself. The house often represents the whole psyche. Although in this one, I wonder if it's more like the neighborhood is the psyche and the house is kind of the safe part of himself where he feels most at home because he sees these figures across the street. So they're not even in his yard. They're like across a certain barrier or separation on the other side of the street and they're beating each other with bats. Because he mentioned in his post that he grew up in an emotionally abusive and neglectful home, that makes me wonder whether these two guys beating each other with bats represent some kind of violent or abusive part of the dreamer's past, where the unconscious is using these images of physical violence to represent the mental and emotional violence that perhaps happened. If we see all the dream characters in the Jungian way, which is to imagine each character as a part of the dreamer's psyche instead of some external real-world person, then these two guys beating each other may be internalized parts of the dreamer that have been damaged by the past abuse and tend to deal with things by violence or with lashing out at other people. And then these figures start to advance on the dreamer in a threatening way, coming closer and closer to the house threatening the the ego or the conscious self is what that feels like, the, the part of him that's holed up in the house inside the windows. The dreamer ducks down below the windows so that they hopefully can't see him, but they keep coming and then they start banging their bloody hands and bats on the window. Definitely a sign that they still want to get at him and harm him in some way. And that's the point where the dreamer realizes that even though he's ducked down below this one window, there are windows on other sides of the house, so he really can be seen no matter what he does. As he looks around at all those other windows, he realizes that there's a child at each window, and the children look like they've been bruised and beaten, and they're all banging on each window, and he's sure that these children, too, are ready to kill him. And then here's a really important part of the dream. He goes over to one of the windows and looks one of the children in her eyes. And he says she looked guilty like she didn't want to be doing this. 
And he had the realization that the kids were there against their will. They were being held there somehow by these adults, the first two figures from the dream. And the kids didn't really want to harm the dreamer, but they were just doing what they were told. They're kids. They don't really have enough power to stand up to the authority of adults. So what do these children represent? What do battered and bruised children symbolize in the dreamer's psyche? Probably a younger, less mature part of him that's still kind of stuck in that battered child phase where the child feels like it's being forced to do things that are against its own judgment, forced to harm people that the child has no cause to fight with. I think these children probably represent a more primitive, childlike, damaged part of the dreamer that that doesn't want to be threatening the dreamer, doesn't want to feel like it's holding him back. But it is, even if it doesn't want to. And it's almost like this childlike, primitive part of him is asking his forgiveness through this dream by allowing him to look the children in the eye and see that they feel guilty even though they're taking these steps that could be seen as trying to harm the dreamer. Really, the dream is a message from his unconscious that's encouraging him to have empathy for these childlike parts of his psyche. The dream forces him to look them in the eye and really see what kind of people they are. So putting it all together, I think this dream is about feeling on display somehow because of all the windows could be with the starting the new job, since we know that was going to happen the next morning. It could be some other new thing or part of his life where he's really feeling on display at the time. And it's about him being worried that his past traumas, that these more primitive childlike parts of him are going to haunt him somehow or hurt him somehow. But the dream's also telling him that he is safe inside this house. Nothing is getting through the windows, even though they can see through the windows. The windows are protecting him and those damaged parts of himself, the adults fighting and the children, aren't getting in to harm his conscious ego self. And I think that's actually a really positive message from this kind of gory, violent dream, that even though there's this potential for violence and he's seeing it and feeling it and feeling the fear, he's safe in his house and they're not breaking through the windows. And most of the characters that are threatening him, the children at least, don't really have it in for him. They don't really want to be there and they feel guilty about it. His past traumas aren't trying to harm him, but sometimes they just don't have the free will to leave him alone. So here's his response to me. Well, I really appreciate how in-depth that was. It definitely resonates with me, especially the observation of how my past self or the child parts are trying to ask for forgiveness. I also agree that the windows were an important part of the dream and that they represent my safety in this new job. I'm going to keep your response in mind as I continue to untangle this. Thanks. Here's our next dream. Good day, everyone. I had an extremely disturbing dream that pushed me emotionally. I love both my parents dearly and would do anything in the world to see them happy. Both my parents have never had any major issues between them, never anything physical, ever. Today, I dreamt about my dad abusing my mom physically and possibly killing her with a sharp object. I don't know what to make of this. I tried stopping the whole thing in the dream, but to no avail. 
I am currently the only child in the family who's kind of like the counselor to everyone, my dad and my mom. I live in a different country than them, and I do my best to manage their emotions, talk to them both daily with any life problems they might have. Also, if it helps with the interpretation, I've always felt underappreciated by my father. Any insights would be appreciated as this has disturbed me greatly. Thank you. So this dreamer is being presented with violent images, but it's not random people that he doesn't know. He's witnessing violence directed from his dad toward his mom, which in some ways is even more emotionally impactful or attention-getting than just the random people of the last dream we talked about. Because especially for people whose parents get along and don't tend to fight, where there isn't a history of domestic abuse, these violent images of hurting and possibly killing his mother are a big deal. So we don't know a lot about the setting of the dream other than that he and his parents are present. But that suggests that this dream is about things that are close to home, things that are possibly about his childhood since the parents are there. It seems like a very internal dream since we don't have information about where the dream takes place. There aren't a lot of extraneous details describing the setting because it was the action of the dream that was more important in this case. So what might the fact that his father is abusing and possibly killing his mother represent? If we see these dream figures as parts of the dreamer himself instead of his real-life parents, then this dream is probably about the dynamics between the masculine and feminine inside him. Because what better symbols of masculine and feminine than the people that we learned about those from first, our parents. In this dream, the masculine clearly has more power and even has a weapon, a sharp object. So it feels like that masculine side is dominating the feminine somehow, abusing it and maybe even killing it. If we think back to what masculine versus feminine means, you'll remember that the more masculine parts of our psyches are often more aggressive, more active, more about getting things done, more about knowledge and reason, more about setting boundaries. And even the fact that the male character has that sharp object seems to be very masculine. It can be aggressive and violent. It can cut things out. It can separate things. It can penetrate things. And the more feminine mother character that's being abused likely represents the part of the psyche that's more related to connection and inner life. The feminine is often what leads us more deeply into ourselves, leads us more deeply into soul. It can be about taking the time to experience things being accepting, being creative, being empathetic. And so I think the message of the dream is that some part of the dreamer, a more feminine part, is feeling endangered or even abused or even murdered by the masculine part. So where is that dynamic going on in his life right now? Where is he letting the masculine dominate when really the feminine wants to be acknowledged and treated as an equal? He also mentioned in his post that he feels underappreciated by his father. And to me, that makes the emotion in the dream even stronger because it, it adds another layer of meaning to that dominant father character. The dreamer himself has been under the dominance of his real father, probably making it easier for the masculine parts of himself to dominate the feminine, since that's an example that was set for him in his life. 
So I sent him that interpretation, and he replied, This resonates perfectly. I had an intuitive feeling that this is what the dream represented, but your insights have made it even clearer for me now. I can understand where this conflict between masculine and feminine energies might be arising from. I've been neglecting the more creative and free-flowing aspects of myself, and have been all about knowledge and work. I need to tend more towards my feminine. Thank you so much for your time and insight. And as I read that, I guess I just want to point out to this dreamer, if he's listening, that I think you should give the feminine part of your psyche a bit more credit because you mentioned in your post that you really try to support your parents' emotions and to talk to them about their problems. And that's a very connecting, nurturing, feminine kind of role. Although perhaps it's not one that your father recognizes or appreciates. And so, sure, you're using your masculine side in that pursuit of knowledge and your job, but the feminine is peeking out here and there, too. But I do fully support your decision to give more time and space to the creative and free-flowing aspects of yourself, because in my opinion, we all function to our best ability when we have a good balance between our masculine and feminine sides of the psyche. Here's our third dream, and it comes from a dreamer who identifies as female to male transsexual. I was in my house and everything was normal. It was the full moon and the backyard was dark. I saw a girl outside and all of a sudden I really wanted to murder her. So I took my kitchen knife, stabbed her twice and came back inside. My mom saw the body there and called the police. I was so scared that I would get caught shaking and crying. I saw my dad watching a documentary on the murder. The only thing they could go off of was the two stab wounds in her chest. I didn't really regret it, but I was very afraid of getting caught and going to prison. Later on in the dream, there were two potions, an up potion and a down potion. My mom gave me the down one because it frightened her. When I held it, I heard the whispers of everyone who died, including the girl who I killed. When I gave it to my sibling, they heard the same thing, as well as their phone spamming the names. Thinking about the murder actually kind of scares me. Any explanations? So when I read this dream and then looked at the dreamer's Reddit username, there was a clue that he might be transgender, so I asked about that later, and the answer was yes, so I thought I would give you that information right off the bat in case it helps you interpret the dream even before I do. So the dream starts with the dreamer inside his house, everything feeling normal, but it is nighttime and it's a full moon. And that often puts us in the realm of the feminine uh, because the sun is considered more masculine. It's static. It's the same every day. It comes up and goes down and always looks the same. Whereas the moon has different phases where you can see more of it at some points of the month than others. And of course, the lunar cycle has long been seen as related to the menstrual cycle and women's fertility waxes and wanes over the course of the month. So full moon and nighttime puts us in the realm of the feminine often. So the dreamer sees a girl in his backyard and all of a sudden has this intense desire to murder her. And so he takes a kitchen knife and stabs her twice in the chest and leaves her body out there. And if we see this girl in the dream as representing part of the dreamer's psyche, then she represents a more feminine part of that. And he is murdering her, killing off that feminine side. I find it interesting that 
he uses a very masculine sort of weapon to kill her because a knife is sharp. It can cut things and draw boundaries. It's penetrating. And he stabs her in the chest, which makes me think of a couple of different things. It could be, you know, wanting to destroy breasts as the outer appearance of the feminine. It could be wanting to stab her in the heart because the feminine sometimes has more to do with a sense of love and connection and the softer side of the emotions. Although, as we talked about last week, there can be a very fierce feminine energy, too. It's not all softness. And he says he didn't really regret killing her in the dream. He was just afraid of getting caught and going to prison. And that seems like an image of, you know, okay, this is deliberate. Like he's made this choice that he wants to get rid of this more feminine character in his psyche. He's not feeling regret that he wanted to kill her, but he is afraid of being found out. I wonder if that dynamic's going on somewhere in his life where he's made this decision to go from female to male, but perhaps he's afraid he's going to get caught about that. Maybe not everybody knows that, or maybe he's hiding it from some people. But anyway, that's a possibility. Then in the next part of the dream, his mom sees the body out there and calls the police because, of course, she doesn't realize that it's him who has done the murdering. And... So his mom has called the police and then he sees that his dad's watching a documentary on the murder that's already on TV. So perhaps these represent the attitudes of his in real life parents, you know, not supporting him, turning him in, trying to figure out this murder, even though they don't realize it's him who has done it. Or perhaps these parents in the dream represent more generic, protective, authoritative, yet supportive parts of his psyche that are in more positions of power. And they are not really supporting him right now. Probably not consciously. I mean, his mom doesn't realize she's found a body that's going to lead back to the son. And the dad doesn't realize that the TV show he's watching is going to lead back to his son if they solve the case. But these figures who you would hope would be able to support and protect him are not really doing that right now. And then that image gets compounded even more because there are two potions, an up potion and a down potion. And his mom gives him the down one because it scares her. Again, that image of an adult or someone in power who's supposed to support you, who's instead giving you something that she's afraid of because she doesn't want to deal with it. So she's giving it to the dreamer. And the down potion seems to connect him with death. It connects him with the whispers of everyone who died, including that girl. So symbolically, this mother figure has connected him with death. So to me, the message of this dream on multiple levels is about negative attitudes toward the feminine, both in the form of the girl that he murdered and in the form of the mother figure, as well as not complete trust in the masculine, because the only masculine character in the dream other than the dreamer is his father, who's watching a documentary that if he pays attention and solves the case, is going to lead back to his son. So I get a sense of loneliness and isolation from this dream almost like nobody's on his side even some parts of his own psyche aren't on his side that's a bit rough and I want to make a few editorial comments about this um this isn't the first dream on the podcast that has been from a transsexual dreamer that's been about the relationship in the psyche between masculine and feminine so am I deliberately pulling out dreams that show that transsexual people are psychologically unhealthy or something? No, that's definitely not the point here. 
we've had way more dreams that examined the conflict between masculine and feminine parts of dreamers who were cis, not trans. So I want to use this time to talk a little bit about the depth psychological importance of balance in the psyche. Because as I said in the commentary about the last dream, the psyche really wants to strive toward balance and wholeness. And that means becoming conscious of as many parts of the psyche as possible and not leaving them suppressed and repressed in the unconscious. And so for anyone, no matter what gender they identify as, in the Jungian view, they will be more psychologically healthy if they can cultivate a balance of masculine and feminine attributes to their personalities. Because everybody needs to act from the masculine sometimes, where they're drawing boundaries around themselves, or they're being a bit more aggressive to get things done, or they're more involved in action instead of reflection, or they're being more direct or standing up for themselves, or even being confrontational. Sometimes we need to do that in our lives, no matter our gender. Yet people who are too one-sided toward that masculine energy, in the Jungian view, are not very balanced. Because everybody needs the softer side too sometimes. Everybody needs to be able to build a sense of community and connection. Everybody needs a sense of love and belonging. Everybody needs to take some time in reflection and going deeper into the self instead of just always being busy, busy, busy action, getting everything done. That's the sign of a well-rounded person to me and a lot of Jungians. And so I don't know how old this dreamer is, but my suspicion is that he's on the younger side. And it makes sense that when these identity issues are coming up and people are trying to decide what their identity really is, and that happens for every adolescent and young adult, even ones that aren't dealing with gender identity issues. I mean, we have to separate from our families and our parents and our culture and decide who we really want to be. So it makes sense that for younger people... They're going to go all in on the parts of their personality and psyche where they feel most comfortable, where they feel their energy and power is. And for this dreamer, that's the masculine. And so at this point, he is killing the feminine right now. He sees this girl and he wants to kill her. He doesn't want her to be there. When I was a teenager, I definitely repressed large parts of myself Mostly the parts that would have forced me to deal with any gray areas because I was all about science and logic and being rational and reasonable and I didn't like things that were messy and things that were gray areas. And so I didn't pay attention to those voices in my head. I repressed them. But let me give you a visual about how depth psychology sees our life trajectory. Jung and others have talked about how when we're born and we're an infant, we are whole we have all the parts of us and our psyche are there and present, even if they're in an undeveloped state. At birth, we haven't started repressing any of that. We have the potential to develop any of those parts of ourselves. But then, based on the family we're born into and the culture we're born into, we learn that certain parts of ourselves are okay and certain parts aren't. And we start to shove some parts down into the unconscious and deny them and not use them. So Jung has said that we spend the first half of our lives developing our individual identity, those parts of ourselves that we want to identify with, and repressing everything else. And then his view, which I actually think is quite beautiful, is that our whole life's work is individuation. 
which is a journey that leads toward balance and wholeness. And in that process, we start to reclaim some of those parts of ourselves that we have so long denied and repressed and thought were not acceptable to ourselves or to others around us. We start to integrate our shadow. We start to not spend so much energy trying to convince ourselves that we're exactly what we want to be and nothing more. And so the images were born as a whole psyche. We spend the first half of our lives developing the ego where we really live and repressing the shadow, all the extra stuff. And then we spend the second half of our lives trying to go in the opposite direction and reclaim some of those parts of our psyche so that we can be a bit more whole and balanced again. So lest anyone think that my interpretation of this dream and the dreamer killing off this feminine side is some sort of diatribe against gender identity issues, that's not what I'm saying. My point is that anyone who's spending a lot of energy trying to repress parts of their psyche is eventually going to have to deal with that. It's going to come up unconsciously. It's going to come up in complexes and in dreams. And the more one-sided people are trying to be, the more their unconscious is going to try to push them away from that because the unconscious wants to go toward balance. I will also acknowledge that I'm a female, but my dreams have often contained images of violence toward the feminine because even though I'm biologically female, I identify much more with a lot of my masculine parts. I'm always talking about how logic and science and reason was such a big part of my life. I'm a doctor. There's a lot of rules and regulations there. Our society in general is a bit more skewed toward the masculine anyway. And so there are a lot of people who have images of violence against the feminine in their dreams. And it doesn't just mean that they're struggling with their identity in some way. So this dreamer cracked me up with his response. He wrote, whoa, that sounds scarily accurate. Admittedly, I don't know what Jungian means, but you sound like you know what you're talking about. So thanks for the interpretation. <laughs> so maybe he's uh, listening to my podcast more and learning more about what Jungian really means. Alright, I have two final dreams for you. Both come from the same dreamer and I'm including them in this episode because they really seem to go along with and expand on the topics I was discussing in the last dream. So these come from a 23-year-old trans male. About six years ago, I encountered a dream figure that I nicknamed Ren. He first appeared as death, black cloth and everything. He cornered me in my house and told me he's here to take me and that there's no escape. For some reason, there was suddenly no panic in me. I stopped resisting and told him that it's okay. I understand he's doing his job and I told him he doesn't need to feel bad for taking me. I offered my hand for him to shake and expected something cold and hollow to take me, but his hand felt human, as human as it can be, way more real than any dream sensation. I looked at his face that was hidden before and saw a very surprised young guy with black hair and pale skin. He told me that not many people can embrace the death itself and that those people deserve to be guided and guarded by it on their journey. He called me a lost brother. From then on, Ren randomly appeared in my dreams, just casually walking somewhere in the background, sometimes waving at me. 
I never managed to speak to him. Usually I was in the middle of some completely different dream situation. Then I would see him and think I wanted to go after him and ask more questions, but I never managed to get to him before I woke up. All right, so again we have this issue of death coming up. This time it's the dreamer meeting the figure of death instead of some kind of violence or murder. The dream takes place in the dreamer's own house, so the place where he's most at home, most himself. And he writes that death cornered me in my house and told me he's here to take me and there's no escape. Yet his next emotion wasn't panic. He says he stopped resisting and said it's okay. You're just doing your job. You don't have to feel bad for taking me. This image seems like this dreamer is quite at peace with part of himself dying. It doesn't cause panic, and he's even able to have empathy for the figure of death. The dreamer says these dreams started six years ago, which would have been when he was 17. That is a common time of life to be dealing with gender issues. So I think that this dream might be talking about his gender identity and his unconscious seeing it as a sort of death, a death to the old him so that he can be born something new, some new identity. But there are certainly other aspects of life that can feel like deaths, especially in adolescence when you're choosing parts of yourself that you want to live in and parts that you don't want to inhabit anymore. So we'll see what he has to say about that in the comments. The next part of the dream is interesting because he even offers to shake death's hand and he expects to feel, you know, some cold, clammy, death-like hand. But instead, he feels a warm, intensely human hand. And that's such an interesting twist, right? It's like embracing death and death isn't something panic-inducing and cold and unpleasant. It's just something else to connect with on a human level, metaphorically at least. And he says that he finally could see Death's face and he just looked like a surprised young guy with black hair and pale skin who said not many people are okay with him and that the people who do embrace Death deserve to be guided and guarded by it on their journey. And I like that image because it feels like making friends with Death. It feels like making friends with the parts of yourself that you have chosen not to cultivate at the time. And realizing that in those choices, you're giving energy and allowing other parts of yourself to come to the forefront and support you. And at this time in life, in young adulthood, that's exactly what most people are doing. And this death figure has randomly appeared in the background of his dreams from time to time. He never talked to him again, but he does feel like he's keeping an eye on him. So I think that's very interesting take to see death as a supportive character. So to that interpretation, the dreamer replied, your explanation, especially of the Ren character, resonated a lot, actually. I've never connected it to my gender identity before, and it might be just right. At that time, I started finding myself a lot. And I want to share one more dream that this dreamer sent to me. He wrote, this last one visited me a few nights ago. That's actually the trigger for me writing this post, because I wonder if these things happen to somebody else, too. In my dream, a tall, muscular guy happened to just somehow save me. Usually, I'm the one saving everybody in my dreams, so that's very weird. Also, I usually feel bigger and stronger than I am, but in this dream, I felt very fragile. 
It was set in a weird complex of concrete buildings that I visit often in my dreams. Usually I explore them inside. In this dream, I just felt weak, so instead of going inside the buildings, I lay down next to them in the grass. This guy just came from somewhere and lay next to me. He whispered that I'm going to be all right. We slept for a bit, and then he carried me to his car. I felt so safe and taken care of. Waking up from this was very weird since I'm not the type of person to seek this kind of safety. I'm more of a provider of it. Also, I felt kind of more feminine than I've ever felt. I woke up to a thought of, WTF, am I not a guy anymore? And it took me a minute to realize that the femme feeling was already gone. So I had to include this dream because it speaks so beautifully to those issues of balance that we've been talking about. The dreamer says that usually in his life, he feels like the one who is big and strong and who is expected to save everybody, who's expected to provide support and safety to people. But in the dream, he felt very weak and fragile, didn't feel like he could explore like he usually does. So he just laid down in the grass and this big, tall, muscular guy came and laid next to him, told him he was going to be all right. They took a nap and then the big guy carried him to his car. And he says, I felt so safe and taken care of. Waking up from this dream was very weird since I'm not the type of person to seek this kind of safety. But he needs balance, right? I think this dream is providing him with something that he's not necessarily getting in waking life, which is sometimes being taken care of, sometimes being allowed to be the weak or fragile one instead of always being expected to take care of everybody else. So his unconscious sent him this experience of being cared for in a dream, probably to provide him with a feeling that his unconscious thought he needed, but also to point out that it's okay to rely on somebody else sometimes. It's okay to feel taken care of by someone bigger or stronger sometimes, and that that's a normal human need. When we're expected to be out of balance in any way and only be on one side of an extreme and not the other, to only be a giver and not a taker, to only act in a masculine way, not a feminine way, to only act in a mature way and never let yourself go and have fun, you know, anything that you can take to an extreme, the unconscious is often going to send you images and messages about not being quite so extreme, about allowing the other part of that opposite pair to be visible in your life sometimes because that's what's psychologically balanced. The dreamer replied to me, Lately there have been lots of changes and uncertainty in my life, so that might be the reason that my unconscious came to comfort my feminine part in dreams. All right, that's the show. I think next week I'm going to put up a couple of mini-sodes, one on the issue of the self with a capital S and one on the mind-body connection. As always, you can email me with dreams or comments at stuffofdreamspodcast at gmail.com, and please do. Head on over to my website at stuffofdreams.fireside.fm to find show notes for each episode as well as links. Thanks so much for listening, and if you liked it, I encourage you to tell a friend about it this week. Let's get more people fluent in the language of dreams. Bye for now, and I hope you dream tonight. <laughs>